Hi friends, let's talk about how to teach beat versus rhythm. When it comes to kindergarten, first grade, um, elementary music, you really wanna spend a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time on teaching beat versus rhythm because you wanna make sure that the kids know what the difference is, how to play both of them, and just really understand that very basic concept. So in this video, we're gonna talk about how I teach like beat and then how I first teach rhythm at the very, very beginning before I even tell them like what a quarter note is. So that's me this video. If you are watching this because you are a new music teacher or you just want a little bit more help, I have a new music teacher course that goes in depth about like how to teach the major concepts. And so you might wanna grab that one. I will leave a link to it down below in the description. And you know, I have a lot of videos on this channel, so hit subscribe so and you can go exploring and learn lots more stuff too. Okay, so first of all, when it comes to teaching beat and beginning to teach rhythm, you wanna make sure that you start with like beat, beat, beat. I don't teach kindergarten anymore. My school starts at first grade. So I spend the first six months of first grade really, really, really drilling down on simple concepts like steady beat, upwards, downwards, high and low, like those kind of things um, before I ever approach rhythm. And I really spend the whole first six months of first grade on beat, and then in January is when I first, first, first start to introduce the idea of rhythm. When I had kindergarten, I would typically spend the all of kindergarten working on the beat. And then that would be the first thing I would work on in first grade was introducing rhythm. So just take your time here because the kids cannot keep the beat. Everything else is going to be very, very, very difficult. So even though it feels frustrating, like really take your time here. So make sure you're keeping the beat, you're tapping the steady beat, you're you putting it on different parts of your body, you're moving to the steady beat, you're walking the steady beat, like do those things first. Once you have that pretty good, we'll do that. And then we'll start, so like the first day that I'm gonna start introducing this is we will use songs, of course. Um, one of my favorite songs to use is um, Mouse Mousy, that has been like my go-to lately. Um, and we'll use heartbeats on the board and or I'll give them their own little heartbeats and we'll tap the heartbeats while we sing. So first we'll tap it on our bodies, then we'll tap the heartbeats while we sing so that we really understand like, okay, here is the beat, it is steady. And whenever we talk about the beat, we always, always, always say, and I use mirrors up so the kids echo me and I say mirrors up, the beat is the heart of the music, the beat stays the same. And even though obviously the beat doesn't always stay the same, you know, we're, we're going with that for now and later we can talk about how, yes, it does actually change sometimes. Um, but I feel like it's easier for them to understand like the speeding up and slowing down as long as they know that that's like our steady pulse through the whole music. Um, so, We'll do that, we will point to the beat, and then I will have a day, this is something new that I started that has really, really, really helped, is I'll have them keep the beat, and then I'll sing the song, and I'll say, I'm gonna play the beat. So I did this the other day on the xylophone, so I said, I'm gonna play, the, I'm gonna play on my xylophone. If I'm playing the beat, give me a thumbs up. If I'm not playing the beat and I'm playing something else, give me a thumbs down. And so I'll play on the xylophone, and I'll play the steady beat, and then I'll play 
um, like just random rhythms along with the song. And after you do that a couple of times, they kind of get the point and then you can play the rhythm and they'll realize, oh no, that's different. Don't play the rhythm immediately because it's too close to the song that they might like get confused. But if at first you're playing like, you know, mouse, mousey, little mousey, hurry, then they're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's obviously not the beat. Um, then you can play the rhythm and they understand like, oh, that's not the beat either. Even though it kind of goes with the song, like, cause they automatically understand that the rhythm goes with the song even before you tell them what that is. Um, so that has been really helpful to just like making sure they're distinguishing the beat and just realizing not everything is the beat. There are other things too. After that, then we'll have another day where we go over the beat again. And the first thing we do is put it on our bodies. So I have started using alligator claps for the beat when we're talking about beat versus rhythm specifically. So we've already put the beat on every part of our body we possibly can. I like to keep the beat on our laps, but when I'm introducing beat and rhythm, it can be really easy to accidentally play the rhythm when you're doing this. When you do alligator claps, you're moving your arms so much that it's really difficult to play the rhythm because you're just, you know, cause it'd be like, like it's, it's too far away. So it doesn't work as well. So that's one thing that has been helping tremendously with my kiddos this year specifically. So I'm like, we're going to use our alligator claps and keep the beats. We'll do mouse, mousey, little mousey, hurry, hurry, do more the kitty in the housey will be chasing you and as we do it we talk about how it's steady we talk about how it keeps going the whole time we talk about how it doesn't change through the whole song and if someone is doing it wrong make sure you stop and correct them not like you're not playing the beat but like make sure you're tracking miss davis and see if you can match my alligator claps we're all gonna have matching alligator claps today because some of them will instinctively play the rhythm instead and you want to drill down like this is the beat not the rhythm so those alligator claps is really helpful because it's just big enough that it's hard to play the rhythm and just really making sure that they are matching you while you're doing it together okay so we'll do that and then after we've already determined like oh there's a beat and not a beat then i'll say great now the beat is actually not the only thing that you can play along with the song. You can also play the way that the words go. So this time I'm gonna clap, but I'm gonna clap in a way that matches the words and is not the beat. Let's see how it goes. And then I'll sing. Mouse, mousey, little mousey, hurry, hurry, do. And I do it very exaggerated like that so they understand like, oh, we have hurry is slow and then we have like hurry do so that they get that like difference pretty automatically and that's why like this song i used to use engine engine number nine to introduce rhythm but it's the same rhythm through every line and so that was a little bit confusing so i like that it, this one is almost it's mostly different i think two of the lines are the same but it's different enough that you have options there um and after i do it the first time i'll be like now was that the beat and they usually are like, no, I'm like, no, because we had 
hurry that was slow and then I had like hurry do that was faster and so sometimes they you know sometimes we're going faster sometimes we're going slower this and I am experimenting with different ways to do it at first I was trying to just say like this is the way the words go and honestly I've been starting with that and then being like okay this when I'm playing and matching the words is rhythm our sign for rhythm is this so we do peace sign go bloop and now you have an R for rhythm. We have B for beat, R for rhythm. Let's see if you can play the rhythm and then we'll echo it back and forth. So I'll do mouse, mousey, little mousey, and we'll do that with just the words first and then we'll sing it and play it. And then immediately I say, okay, let's go back to our alligator claps and play the beat. Great, this time we're gonna do our two finger claps and play the rhythm. So that way I'm really, really, really getting them to do both. And that has been helpful. Again, you know, you learn more as you teach more. And that's been really helpful to just really make sure that they're distinguishing between the two is making sure they're doing both from the get go and naming them and understanding that. Um, well, not naming it immediately, but naming it, you know, quickly um, so that they understand them. Um, so then what we do after that is will kind of stay on there for a while and so one of my favorite things to do is a little chant that i learned from um oh i don't know where her last name is shanna from carnegie hall is what we always call her um I'll find your last name and I'll put it here. Um, but Shanna from Carnegie Hall comes and does these workshops with our district because we do a program called Musical Explorers that is based off of the Carnegie Hall one. So she comes down and helps like facilitate that. And so she taught this really cute little rhyme that I do like all the time now. And the, so you put the beat in your feet and you say the beat, the beat, the beat is in my feet. And the kids echo everything. We'll say the beat is like my heart beat. The beat never changes. You could go fast or slow, but the beat stays the same. The beat, the beat, the beat is in my feet. The rhythm's in my hands. Rhythm's in my hands. Rhythm is the way the words go. The way the words go. Rhythm is long and short notes. And then we'll say the beat, the beat, the beat stayed in my feet. And then we'll stop. Uh, once they know what quarter and eighth notes are, then we'll say one long note is ta, two short notes are tt. And so we kind of add more as we go. So when we talk about beat, we'll do the first half and then we'll add those later. I think I made up most of that rhythm, but then I'll see once they're a little more advanced, then you can put the beat in your feet and have them clap a rhythm after you. Um, usually like the very beginning, we're not quite there yet, but we'll do that later as a practice um, once they get it a little bit more. Okay, so here, then after that, on a different day, I will get a whiteboard and I'll put four heartbeats on the whiteboard. We'll sing our song and we'll point to the heartbeats and we'll say, you know, these are the heartbeats, they're the beats, they stay the same. Then we'll go through the lines of the song and we'll add dots for the rhythms. So we'll be like, okay, let's see if we can figure out how the words go. So we have mouse, is that gonna be one sound or two sounds? Like one, great. So I'll put one dot on the first heartbeat. Now see how many sounds is that? And they're like, oh, two. And so we'll put two on the second one and we'll continue with that. 
Um, so we'll continue with that and we'll get like the first line and then the second line and we'll talk about how sometimes there's one, sometimes there's two and it changes and it's different. And so having the beats there and the dots really help us to understand like those are different things. I usually do them in different colors too, to just really emphasize that. Um, and so we'll point to the beats and then we'll point to the rhythms on the board as I have it and we'll practice that way. Then, um, usually on again, a different day, cause this is a long, long, long process. Then, um, we'll have this, but we'll have the kids do it instead of me doing it. And so, and usually we'll name this, um, and usually we'll name and in the past I've named them, I've said like long and short, short. Honestly, this time I was just like, this is Todd and this is Titi. I'm going to call one sound Todd and two sounds Titi. And they have picked that up just fine. So, you know. I try, I, I try things differently, you know, and we'll just see how it goes. So sometimes I say long and short, short. This year I'm not doing that, but we'll just see how I feel next year. Maybe we'll go back to long and short, short. Um, but this year we're just saying ta and tt. And so I will have that. And so then on another day, we'll have the kids will come in and we'll talk about the way the words go. We'll practice playing the way the words go. Um, one of my favorite things is to show them the go noodle video about syllables. That's really helpful to help them like get that like whole like words equals how many sounds. And then I'll have them do the activity. So usually for this, we'll do one together and then I'll have them get a board with heartbeats on it little like bingo chips, mini erasers, that kind of stuff. And then they will put the beats on there and we'll start again with a known song, usually a different song that we use the first time, um, and do it that way. And then usually on a different day, we'll do it again, but this time we'll just use Taz and TTs and have them notate it that way. Another fun activity you can do, which I usually use, you know, a little bit after we've done these things is using chair rhythms. So you can put four chairs up at the front and you say each chair is a beat point to the beat while you sing and then you can add kids to the chair so one kid in a chair would be ta two ch kids in a chair would be titi and you can change them around and the kids think this is hilarious you can also do this all throughout so when you get to half notes they can lay on a chair you can have a chair that's empty which helps them to understand rest because there's still a chair but there's no sounds there there's no kids there um you, when if you really want to go crazy you can put four kids on a chair for um 16 notes um and you know do all those things i've also done this with hula hoops especially with the 16 notes it's a lot less chaotic that way um but it is a lot of fun and so with the little kids we use chairs we have kids sit there and we make different rhythms and so we'll read them as ta and tt or long and short short however you want to do that and then finally we'll do this again one day and we'll say okay here you know we'll figure out how many sounds we have on each one i'll be like great now that you are so smart we're gonna learn what real rhythms look like so our ta is gonna look like this and i'll just the quarter note and our tt looks like this and usually as soon as they see it they're like great they understand and then from then on we can do um more activities with the actual rhythms. So I like to, after we've done all of this, the next step would be them making rhythms with like little manipulatives that have ta's and tt's. And then the next step after that would be having them drawing the rhythms so that they really get that down pat. So we, I like to do all those um, pretty back to back so that they like get all that together. Whew, that was a lot of information. 
Um, and that's like six months of elementary music lessons rolled into a less than 20 minute video. So I hope that all of that made sense. Um, this again is a slow, slow process. The first, like teaching beat and rhythm is very important. And it's really important that you get this right so that the kids will be set up for success after this. And so it's really, really, really important that you make sure that the kids understand these concepts. The good news though, is that if you spend enough time on the beginning stages of it and really get that like core solid understanding of the first like fundamental parts, the next rhythms are going to be so much easier because it's so much easier to understand rest when you already understand beats and you already understand you know sounds and then pretty much all it takes for the kids to understand rest is having a song with hearts pointing to the hearts while you sing and then be like huh what happened on this heart and they're like oh we didn't say anything there i'm like oh it was quiet huh interesting and then like that's really all it takes now we spend more time on it than that but they get it much more quickly because we spent lots of time on it at the beginning so take oh apparently i'm done filming take the time to really get it solid at the beginning and it will pay you back tenfold when the kids get older i think that is all the time that we have because nyla is demanding some attention you are very demanding but thank you that's very sweet of you as you get your fur all over my black so I'm gonna go. Thank you for watching. Nyla and I appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button down below. I'm gonna go before I get eaten alive by this little puppy. Hi. I know you're not actually that little of a puppy. I feel like you're little, but yeah, I think most of my subscribers would disagree. Yeah, do you do you wanna play the beat and the rhythm? I think the coolest trick ever would be if you could teach your dog to wag to different beats per rhythm or beats per minute so you could have like a doggy metronome. If anyone's taught their dog to do that, let me know so I can, I, I, I want the details. I want a dog metronome. It's my life goal. <laughs>